you're live. Holy cow, you guys. You're never. <laughs> okay, well, it's going to be recorded. I might ask Bill to uh, erase this because I look like I pulled my hair out because I did. I've been pulling my hair out for two and a half hours while so many of you waited for my live broadcast. I updated my computer, and for whatever reason, it goofed me all up everywhere. All across my message boards, my chess site, this site, and I couldn't go live, and I tried. Thank you, RFM. Thank you, Doug Vincent. Thank you, Maven. I appreciate all. Thank you, Bill. I appreciate all your time trying to help this dork in electronics. And I find out now, well, thank you, Joe. Oh, crap. I lost my whole evening, man. I had such a good evening planned, too. I've got some fantastic information. Anyway, so the good news is I found out what was wrong with my computer. Uh, <laughs> I had to relaunch it, and I didn't realize that. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, this is great. I am very, very grateful. Look, 18 of you are here already. You guys, you're way too much. Way too. Look at this. I look like a cotton-picking yo-yo. Mark Christman, thank you for being. I'm sorry. I blew this evening. Let's see. It's Yeah, it's 830. Hey, at least you're seeing me, though. It's live. It works. Honey, it works. It's all good. Okay, well, this is your own guys' private version, and 20 of you show up. Well, thank you. That's very kind of you. Yeah, I missed you guys too, Mark. I, I was so disappointed because I had such a fantastic program, but that'll mean next Sunday is even better. Aloha, T.O. Thank you. Hold on, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna text RFM real quick. Hold on, I know I'm bored. I've blown it tonight. Anyway, uh, oh well, thank you, Sonia. That's very kind of you to say. Yeah, I, I, I hate. I hate electronics in so many ways sometimes, and uh, and yet I love it. <laughs> so here we are. Hold on. I'm, oh, my gosh. I can't even hit the right buttons on my phone. That's how bad I am, man. This is comedy night on me. Egg on my face. Yeah, baby. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> I really do have some fantastic information that I spent this whole week studying to put out. I promise next Sunday, unless, of course, the computer messes me up, you guys will really like the information. Oh, maybe I should do a live during the week, except nobody knows. Um. Nobody knows. Yeah, I'll just stick with Sunday nights. <laughs> uh, uh, I'll talk about something intellectual here in a minute. 
Hold on, I got to contact this hoodlum. This is crazy. 22 of you in five likes. Thank you. You're very kind. You really, I, I feel so damn bad about not being able to be on tonight. I can't stand it. But that's the way it works. So, oh, well, I texted him. We'll see if he shows up. Anyway, um, let me give you a brief, a brief. <laughs> They're going to kill me. Oh, um, I, I have the most complete, I was going to complete last week's, you know, where I, where I actually, um, talked about the different evidences for the book of breathings being the original book of Abraham from Joseph Smith's point of view. Seriously, that's pretty solid, but I rambled so much that I didn't get a chance to finish. <laughs> Tonight I was going to finish the rest of the evidence and how it shows that uh, the newest, most up-to-date apologetics doesn't quite cut the mustard. So anyway, I'll tell you what I'm going to do live for you. I'm going to show you a couple of my pieces of art that I've done. Here's my little log cabin. This is my scroll saw art. That's my leopard. Each different colored piece is a different cut of wood. Yeah. Right? And then there's my Indian. Each different... Oh, there you go. Thank you. Each different colored piece is a cut of wood. So there's hundreds of pieces of wood cut in those. Those are the two I have. Look at the details in the eyes on that leopard, man. That's pretty good. So, hey, if nothing else, if nothing else, you get to see my silly art for a minute. Anyway, thought I'd show you that. May as well. Woohoo! Yeah, that's what I used to do for a living is scroll art. <laughs> yeah, Mark, solid, just like quicksand. Thank you, Sonia. Yeah, wow. Um, those were, that was after I had scroll sawed for 15 years and Patrick Spielman, who at the time he's dead now, unfortunately, but at the time he was the world's most renowned known scroll saw author. He authored hundreds of books on it. He called me personally on the phone and said, yours is the best I've ever seen in the world. We have to do a book together. And so we did, we did a book together and it was a lot of fun. It was a hoot. So and it, I think I should have a copy of it somewhere around here, but it's been a while since I've looked at it. But, but, you know, I found out I put 400 hours into a piece and I could only sell it for $600. And, you know, after my wife's business went away because she was a graphic artist using computers, once everybody got their own computer, Everybody did their own graphic arts. So we found out that I was only making what a dollar an hour, a dollar ten an hour, and you can't live on that. So I will pick it back up in my retirement, I think, as a as a, a hobby. It's a lot of fun. I love art. I love I love Mother Nature and going out into the mountains and I love making videos and camera and all that jazz. Shulam, Paul Osborne, thank you. 
uh, TL book review. Yeah, I'll, I will do a book review next week. I, I apologize about tonight. Uh, I am so technically idiotic that I did not realize that my computer did not finish updating. That was the problem. Is that dumb or what? If I would have, if it would have announced it to me, it didn't even tell me. So I think it was Doug Vincent that uh, we owe Doug a thank you. I owe Doug a thank you. I think he texted me the solution. So anyway, I come back on just to say I'm sorry and I will do better next time. 23 of you, though, maybe we could do a late night. Vlad, the impaler of your mom. No, you're not late to the party. I am. <laughs> the party's over. We've all been howling for uh, BYP's head on a platter. But now I had computer problems. I just barely got on live just five minutes ago, 10 minutes ago now. So may as well make something of this session, huh? We can get to get to laugh or whatever. Anyway. This bookshelf back here behind me, all of those books are those books that I'm going to use in my book on Mithraism. Among some of them, I've been researching through them. I want to do a book on the mysteries, and I'm going to use the Mithraic liturgy as the uh, jump-in point. That'll be fun. There's a lot of good crap in that, man. Yeah. So... Anyway, gosh, 24 of you already? Holy cow, you guys, you're awesome. I don't know what to say. I'm I invited so many people personally on the telephone and I they probably yeah, new setting on holiday. Yeah, well, no, I updated my computer and it just didn't cow. I'm never going to update again, although I do know the solution now, so Man, I'm glad I didn't start twirling with a whole lot of uh, different stupid settings and stuff. I just basically told everybody I can't do it. But now everybody who showed up are never going to show up again. They're going to say, yeah, you chump. After we all get off, you jump on. And I just wanted to let you know, hey, I figured out the problem. Woohoo! <clears throat> I've said that 20 times, haven't I? Hold on. Oh, I have been just in a froth tonight. trying to figure this out. I mean, we live in a great age. Let's face it, this technology is amazing, but uh, sometimes it can turn you gray, see? <laughs> yeah, baby. Okay, well, crud. Um, anything special you want to talk about tonight? Yeah, I, I know. I want to I want to get on this papyri subject some more. Um, Oh, well, Mark, they will return, I think, I hope. I think there's enough. I think there's enough information on this subject. Hey, let me tell you about my adventure this week involving my preparation and my study. Um, sincerely. I, <laughs> while I was researching what I was going to talk about, you know, rereading it and rereading it, trying to make it, smooth and all that jazz, I came across Dan Vogel's videos on YouTube on the uh, alphabet and grammar 
and on the uh you know the the alphabet folio and all that jazz that i talked about last week man his videos are good if you haven't watched those they're really good here's what i'm noticing paul osborne yeah i'm talking about you i'm bragging about, hey <laughs> i will rfm in fact i'll play it for him <laughs> thanks for coming back i i got it fixed you're you're never gonna believe how dumb this fix was i am such a moron here we go hold on i've got a clip for you guys Listen to what RFM told me after I said, tell everybody I've had enough tonight. Listen to this. You're going to love this. Oh, it's Instagram. What? See, I can't even run my stupid phone anymore. Come on. Okay, hold on. Skip the ad. Okay, here we go. So there's the laugh of the night. Thank you, RFM, for cheering me up. <laughs> I was getting pretty depressed. All right. Oh, well, thank you, Michael Kobobia. I like the Paprice subject, the way you covered the materials. Well, thank you very much. I have boatloads more, and I've got Dan Vogel's blessing and uh, I've got RFM's blessing and Bill Real's blessing and Brent Metcalf's blessing and Hugh Nibley's blessing, although he's not going to like how I thrash his apologetic when it gets to there, yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, so I, I got looking at Dan Vogel's videos, man, and, and I am so not kidding. That guy is incredible. Now, between myself, because I used to be a former apologist, right? And believe me, I studied this subject like a bat out of all get out. But I focused on the facsimiles and on the 1912 affair. But between my approach, between the way Dan Vogel does it, Brent Metcalf, you have Brent Metcalf. I, he's got some articles in the John Whitmer Historical Society on this subject, Bill on RFM interviewed Robert Rittner. And I don't know if you guys are aware of it or not. You probably are, but both Bill and RFM did several videos uh, early on. Is, is that on Mormon discussions, Inc RFM, or was it your, was it your podcast? Because you guys had videos on it on this papyri and book of Abraham. So I think between the whole slew of us, oh, and H. Michael McQuart, and I had invited him to show up tonight. I, I hope he's going to forgive me. His website, man, Marquart, M-A-R-Q-U-A-R-D-T. He's, he's sensational. I just talked to him on the phone tonight, today, to invite him to tonight, and then I blew it with this techno idiocy that I own but uh, so I'm not kidding man between the six or seven or eight different video and article sources and all that jazz we're going to get boatloads of it I mean we thought it was a dead horse you think we're beating a dead horse we're not beating a dead horse I promise we're really not I mean it's not a dead horse 
if BYU itself just gave Quentin Barney his master's thesis in 2019 on facsimile number three. So, I mean, if they're going to continue handing out master's thesis, then this is not a uh, dead issue. So it's fun to learn. And I wanted to thank Ryan Larson personally because I reviewed him a few weeks ago and he keeps coming back. And, and I'm very grateful that he's we're on friendly terms, I'm hoping, so that we can have a discussion because he's got stuff to add too. I'm not kidding. He really does. So anyway, <laughs> I love Julie Andrews too. I, I agree with RFM. Yeah. Dan is the man. Yes, he is. Absolutely. Fiddler on the Roof. Yeah, Paul. Fiddler on the Roof is awesome. Both. Yep. Um, yeah, thank you, Max. I was born without the technology gene, too. I've got to tell Bill Real that I got this worked out. He was kind enough to call me back on the phone and try to help me tonight. I love that guy. He is just so supportive. Between him and RFM, I'm, I'm so blessed I can't see straight. And then all of you wonderful people. So... That, thank you for coming back on. I guess, I guess it's Sunday night. None of us were in church. <laughs> 35 of you. Oh, my gosh. I'm overwhelmed. I know this is small meat. I'm small meat and potatoes. But, hey, I've got something to contribute because get a load of this. Here's my agenda, see? See, there is a madness to my method or else there's a method to my madness, one or the other. I mean, Wow. Talk about a three-ring circus here. Listen, man, I'm going to be able to talk about uh, next Sunday. Next Sunday's 6 o'clock Mountain Time. I'll get on and I'll share with you what I was going to share with you tonight. But, I mean, I've got Kevin Barney in the lineup, and he's awesome. He is. I'm not going to do any ad hominem against the people. I just, I just want to talk the issue, right? Because that's what we're confused about. Okay, so there's people who were misguided or whatever. Well, weren't we all misguided at one time or another, right? So it's all good. But uh, Kevin Barney, and then I've got John Gee in the lineup, and then I've got Kerry Mulstein in the lineup, and then I've got Michael Dennis Rhodes in the lineup, and then I've got Hugh Nibley in the lineup, and then I've got myself as I found all my former apologetic materials on the book of Abraham, man. I had printed them all off and I forgot about it because I can't access my old website anymore. I've got them all. So I'm going to refute myself and I'm looking forward to this. That'll be my original contribution because compared to all you other guys, you know, yeah, I was an apologist, but like I said, I was defending the apologetics argument, arguers and their arguments. So I don't know how much original contribution I have to make. And yet, in a way, I've got some really good original material I can contribute to. I promise. This is fun stuff, man, for all of us, I think. And I think it's because really, truly, so many doggone of us were so confused, right? And who isn't still, right? I was watching Dan Vogel's videos this week. I'm amazed at how he's clarifying things up for me that I could have never even possibly thought about. I mean, that is so cool. So anyway, yeah, I'm, I'm having fun with this. 
I hope I can make it educational for you guys too. I think I can. In fact, I know I can. So thank you for all your patience and love and help. And, you know, you guys are just, you're awesome. I'm not supposed to tell you that in public, but I'm going to anyway. You're, you are the best audience. I, I'm not kidding. So, all right. Dan is the man sounding music for the What are we talking about? Right. LDS investigator, Robert Rittner. I, I, I mean, seriously, the guy was a one man demolition crew. Seriously. And the cool thing about his book that I love so much for real is how he invited uh, so many other authors to contribute chapters to it. And so each guy in his own special niche, H. Michael McQuart, uh, Conan and, and all those guys. I mean, that was just so cool how they each got to contribute. And then Rittner did his final translation analysis. That was awesome. Yeah, Rittner was the man. He really did. I miss anything, Nikki? <laughs> Nikki, no. We had a technological meltdown with me. I blew it. I I didn't uh, get anything done tonight except fix my live stream. So it's okay. We'll we'll gather together next Sunday if you want to. I hope you do. I'm gonna be here. I'll put it that way. So anyway. I, I know, I know between the mics and the cameras, I don't, I don't know what the heck I'm doing. I hope it's all automatic eventually. So <laughs> I do RFM is that's a good thing, right? He says, I make baby Shakespeare cry. Well, I hope so. <laughs> Who is BYP? Yeah, that's me. The backyard professor. BYP. My good friends call me BYP. So you can call me B BIP. You've been BIPped. You know, you'll see some people say that. Ooh, you got BYP'd. You've been BIPped. That means I got a zinger in on you or something. All of you got BIPped tonight in a negative way. God, that just, it's so frustrating. Anyway, what's your opinion of Lewis Midgley? Jason Galantine. Um, he hasn't talked a whole lot on the uh, papyri and the book of Abraham and all. Uh, he's more of a, you know, he's hard to classify, isn't he? I, I'm, I'm honestly not impressed with the way he carries on on uh, Daniel Peterson's sick at non in the comments. Uh, I mean, look. Midgley went all the way through BYU teaching and all that. Obviously, the guy is well-read, right? Uh, for whatever reason, his attitude is so confrontational. He's so, uh, he's just, how do you classify Lou Midgley? I, I don't know. I, I'm not very impressed. And yet, see, here we go. Here comes the ad hominem, but uh, I'm not trying to ad hominem, but um, man, he does more harm than good. The way he deals with a guy named Gimli that shows up on Dan Peterson's blog. Now, Gimli is a very famous blogger, apparently, somewhere in the United States, from New York, I think, something like that. And uh, 
He's a scientific thinker. He's an atheist. He's not convinced by religious arguments. He's not really, he's not impressed with religious proofs and, and scriptural truths and all that jazz. You know, he's much more practical, straightforward, show us the evidence type guy. And Lou Midgley just attacks him personally, all his thinking and where he's, and he can't, Oh, it said my conversation is unstable. Am I yelling too loud? Anyway, Lou Midgley, I'm just, I'm not impressed with, uh, I'm not impressed with the way he treats people. I'm just not. And maybe that's helping me change because I have been a mocker. I, I admit it, you know, I've mocked Dan Peterson and Lou Midgley in a way because of the defense they give of a religion that I feel betrayed me and us. Uh, but I mean, they both know better. There's no way that's from their point of view that they can't possibly think they're being Christ-like. They feel like they constantly have to attack, like they're attack dogs. Ooh, there's someone who doesn't think like me and I'm going to take it personal. So I'm going to attack that person. That's the impression I get, right? And I, I just, yeah, it's fun to mock at him and spit at him uh, sometimes because of some of the really stupid things they say. And I suppose I've overdone it before. You know, Dan Peterson told me I've said really, really mean things about him. No, what I've done is I've refuted his stupid defenses of Mormonism, and he takes that personal. Now, I have mocked. Maybe I have, you know teased them a little bit about some of their doctrines that they use to lord it over on everyone else on how superior they are. You know, I, I agree. I tried to act like a guru at one time for a few months with them, and I tried to break down their ego by insulting them. And I'm no guru, so I probably completely blew it, and that's what offended them. And now they think I'm an enemy, and I'm not. But, you know, gadfree. It's tough to deal with some apologists whom I used to defend. Uh, and, and I know, here we go. I'm going to sound so arrogant here, and I apologize in advance. I get this, but now that I can see better and I know better, See, here comes the arrogance. Oh, now you know better than I do. And I've been teaching the gospel at BYU for 50 years, you know. You're so stupid, BYP. Well, I can't help it. When you see both sides of the issue, clarity occurs. Midgley and Peterson, no matter how much they may claim, can't possibly be seeing both sides of the issue. They just can't. There's no way. And I think a lot of us know that. Not that that's, not that I'm trying to become superior to them. No, that's not what I'm doing at all. But anyway, um, that's my opinion. It's probably it's, you know, there's more to it than that. But uh, they, in my opinion too, they confuse scientism with science. Uh, they are every time you use science to refute something about Mormonism, which is pretty often. 
I know, right? It's mind-bogglingly often. They immediately accuse you, oh, well, you're just being science. You're just using scientism. No, I'm using evidence. Uh, and no, I'm not claiming science has all the answers. That's scientism. I'm saying based on the claims you're making in the real physical world here that can be tested, when we do test it, they don't pan out. All the other stuff you you can invoke faith on. But when you start getting physical, the earth being 6,000 years old, uh, Jackson County, Missouri be, being uh, the Garden of Eden, stuff like that, I, I, come on, man. You know, your anti-evolution stance. When your own church pretends it's neutral, which is a laugh. I mean, what a canard that is, right? Mormonism, neutral on evolution. Give me a break, will you? <laughs> that can't possibly be right. Hey, that'll make another fun several videos when I get to that point. So anyway, yeah, you need a hat and a stone. I agree, Sonia. So uh, anyway... No, the BY, yeah, the BIP, BIP, yeah, BIP, BYP. It's all the same. He's the moron that keeps talking about the, uh, keeps talking in a camera and he's way too wordy. Yeah, right. The word you're trying to think about, Misley, is antisocial personality disorder. That's actually a really good point, RFM. Um, that is how Misley uh, acts. And he comes across and he's constantly attacking people who think differently than him. I mean, he won't give he won't give Gimli a word in sledge wise. He just won't, he, he attacks him even when he's not there posting, he'll come on and, and, and he actually attack. He tells him, Oh, you don't have a real PhD. You don't know this and this and this. Gimli hasn't told him anything about what he does know. Midgley tells him everything he doesn't know, which is pretty much everything, because Midgley and Peterson does know. Now, if that's not the impression they don't want to give, then they need to change uh, how they're trying to uh, communicate, right? That that you read that blog, sick at non, and it just blows your mind. I haven't been on it for several months um, because it gets to it starts. You get attacking now. See, I just had a recent blow up with a couple of idiots over on uh, Shades Message Board. So see, I'm just as guilty. You know, I ran and raved, just swore at them, and told them to shut up and all that because they got under my nerves and I shouldn't have let them do it. So I got to ignore them, you know, so I, we're all human, right? Dang it. But is there any forgiveness and is there a way that we can become friends? Well, that's a whole new arena. I, I honestly don't know. I mean, if you agree with them, then yeah, you're their friend, but you have to be a Mormon and agree with them. That's not a good basis for a friendship. I guarantee you, RFM and I do not think alike on all issues, any more than Dan Vogel will, any more than any single one of you guys uh, in this, I mean, Paul Osborne, Vlad, Nikki, Tom, Facebook, Talkface, all of us, um, Vlad the Impaler, Stephanie. Hi, Stephanie. Welcome. 
Just because not all of us see eye to eye doesn't mean we can't be friends. But it is that way with several Mormon apologists. I, I, I don't know what to make of it. Look, I came out of that. I suppose I was that way quite a bit. Look, I threw a lot of hot water around on the message boards when I first got on the Internet. I am so not kidding. I was a real ass. I was a jerk, too. I, I, I was like Lou Midgley is now. Holy cow. I think I just had a light bulb moment. I'm amazed I have any friends at all. <laughs> because I was such a jerk, you know. I was trying to prove Mormonism. Oh, look at my hair. Hold on. Well, I'm going to do something on live nobody's ever done before. Got to lick my hair down. I'm full of static electricity. Boy, that's gross, isn't it? Yuck. Better wash my hair before I go to bed tonight. There, I look a lot better. Everybody gets to laugh at the BYP. You know why? Because... What's the point of taking ourselves seriously, right? I mean, it's fun to have fun, and it's great to learn stuff. But, I mean, why take yourself so seriously? I, I am well aware that I am vastly superior in everybody else at almost nothing. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know very much. I have a lot of fun. I enjoy life, but, yeah. So, I mean, you know. Talk face, BYU can't remove propaganda. It's the gospel. The whole issue of propaganda within Mormonism is to make it seem like what it's not. It's the only religion you have to fake it to be accepted. You can't be yourself. You think I could act like I'm acting right now in Sunday school? There is no way. You know, you can't admit you're wrong. When have you ever heard Daniel Peterson actually say, you know what? You're right. I'm wrong. I'll have to relook at that in mind based on evidence. They've already got the truth, right? Oh, anonymous. You are too kind. I, oh, you, thank you. That's very kind of you. Thank you. When will I have a debate with Carrie Moolstein? Uh, probably when I try to discuss his issues and all, and he hears about what I'm saying, and then he'll come back. Maybe, I don't know. But is, is a debate, uh, is that what we want, or do we want a discussion? You know, in a debate, you're just out to win points. Who cares? You know, oh, he said something better than the backyard professor. Who cares? The question is, what about the evidence? Yeah, you know. So, yeah, I'm willing to talk uh, after next week. Next week, I've got a real good presentation. I promise. I've been working my butt off to get this right. And uh, after I present that information, I would definitely be willing to debate any Mormon apologist on the subject of the contemporary eyewitnesses. My study that I will introduce to you guys, and I'll give you the, the website where you can read it yourself and all that, is the most comprehensive analysis of the contemporary eyewitnesses to the mummies of the papyri that have ever been collected and analyzed. Little old me, little nobody me. And I'm truly, I mean, it prints out to 71 pages. Uh, it, it's huge, and, and I will I will show that next week. So, anyway, 
Yeah, it is a confession. Yeah, right. I confess all the time. Yeah. So do I think Paul believed in an incarnation Christ or an exaltation Christ? Uh, that is a good question. That's the Richard Carrier, isn't it, with the uh, mythological Jesus? Did he really even exist? Uh, I, I'm i going to say I'm neutral. <laughs> Woo yeah, baby! He scores! Now he sounds like a flippin' Mormon again. Uh, but I actually don't know at this point. Um, I'm still investigating it somewhat off and on. Uh, and there's been some great debates on Shade's message boards. I don't know if you guys discuss Mormonism. Uh, Dr. Shades runs that. You guys really need to start showing up on that. There is some fantastic material on there. Uh, even in the past posts that we've talked about just about everything under the sun, you got to ignore the trolls and the idiots who try to keep breaking up the uh, the threads and all that. And the moderators are working on doing that. But yeah, yeah seriously, uh, come on over to the Shades message boards and join us. Uh, we have a lot of good. Dis that is actually one of the better subjects that is discussed on, on a good uh, thinking level, an intellectual level. Uh, we've got Christians, we've got atheists, we do have Mormons, and we have ex-Mormons who are discussing this historical Jesus stuff, and it's really good. It's well, Shades just, uh, I mean, dang, he has put together a message. He doesn't uh, censor, and there's some downsides to that, but upsides also. So, uh, yeah, so, yeah, sorry, that's, that's the best non-answer I can give you. I'll make some videos on that a little later on. Right now, we're all on this uh, papyri kick, and uh, and it's a fun subject. We're going to unwind this one. Hey, uh, just as an announcement, sir, I, I think most of you are aware of this, but if you're not, I'll tell you also, uh, not this last week, but the week before, Bill Real and RFM Mormonism Live had both Vogel and Brent Metcalf on, and the, they're talking about doing a deep dive in all of the issues on the uh, papyri and the alphabet grammar and all that. I am really looking forward to that. That's going to be hot. So keep your eyes peeled for that, and uh, and and I'll be doing my thing on on from my understanding and my personal experience with it. So it'll dovetail nicely. And then, I mean, you've got, you've got Paul Osborne on Chase, Paul Osborne on Chase message boards. He's in the chat tonight still, aren't you? Paul, you still here? Uh, he has some of the most extensive material on the papyri anywhere in print on Chase message boards and Kevin Graham. We have all, who remembers Kevin Graham's, huge knockdown brawling with uh, Wade, Wade England. Yeah, 2011 and 2012, man. They had, and, and Kevin Graham brought in all of the photos and all, he just absolutely destroyed Wade England, man. That was spectacular. So I've got all that crap printed off and I've read it several times and it, it's phenomenal. It's so good. So anyway, yeah, yeah, we'll, uh, Stephanie speaks. Yeah, yeah. I vote for a discussion. I, I, I think that's where I'm gonna uh, guide it. Instead of a debate, let's have a discussion. I know Ryan Larson 
has been uh, showing up. And, and I'm real glad for that because the kid is intelligent. He's looking, he's smart. Uh, he has some ideas that I think we can all benefit from. And, and I'm willing to bounce them off what I think I know and compare, cross-reference, check. That's the idea. That, debating to try to prove someone wrong, someone right, and therefore uh, your religion is wrong and your religion is right. That's fun. And it probably has its place. And I'm still doing a lot of it, <laughs> truly. But in the long run, I, I think talking it out is probably going to be the, the best way. Debates about who has the smoothest tongue. Yeah, I I think so. Yeah. So anyway, uh, uh, yeah, I know it. I, I agree, Tom Miller. The, uh, the scientists are, we've got to, you know, everyone gets dogmatic, right? Uh, because it's fun to have some answers. It's fun to have some evidence for some answers. I mean, how about that new space telescope? Yeah, I, I am so not kidding. That stinking rocks. I am so excited to see what it shows us. And it's so vastly superior to the one that we've had there for 20 years up in orbit. That was so vastly superior of anything on Earth. So, you know... The technology comes because of science not bearing testimony about the truthfulness of an ancient book. Yeah, okay, the book of Moses says Moses saw every particle of the earth, and he saw this grand cosmic vision. So what? That doesn't tell us anything. Our telescope, our mathematics, our chemistry, our physics, now that stuff tells you something, right? So... The religious people who become anti-scientific just drive me crazy. And on the other score, the scientists who become anti-religious drive me crazy too. However, I'm going to confess something to you, seriously. Religion is not spirituality, and spirituality is not uh based on a, and I say organized religion, and when I say that, I started to say church religion, because everybody wants you to think alike, right? That, that just, I, I can't do group think. I've tried, man. That's why I couldn't stay a Freemason. Patty Cake, hello. Had to go out. Sorry, I've missed a lot. You haven't missed anything. I missed the whole night, Patty. I just barely got back on. Uh, I had computer glitches and all that stuff. I updated my computer and it messed me up. So I really didn't do a live session tonight on the subject I wanted to. I've just been here for 45 minutes BSing with everybody. And I'm loving this. I love all you guys. You're awesome, man. Just don't let me tell you that in person, right? Don't let it swell your fat head. Oh, Ryan Larson. Hey, dude, my brother, my good friend, my new friend. Thanks for coming back on. Sorry, I goofed up earlier tonight. I got to quit apologizing. Huh? Anyway, yeah. Yeah, I know, Tom. Dogma crap, yeah. But but every, I mean, the psychologists at one time, they had dogma crap, you know. Uh, the religionists have it. The scientists have it. The philosophers have it. So it's a balance. 
It is. I, I know I'm trying to sound sophisticated and philosophical, but it really is a balance. It just, you gotta give and take. What other choice have we got? You know, I think this is where the apologist could take some lessons. <sighs> Nobody's ever always getting it right. So yeah, the obey don't question stuff. That's iffy. Why? I mean, you know, it's like when the church leaders said, well, you can believe anything you want in the church. Just don't talk about it. <laughs> Come on. Really? Really? You really want that approach? Just don't talk about it? Well, then what the hell go to church for then? Well, because you're supposed to gain your spirituality. I can get better spirituality talking with you guys right here, right now, than I can shutting up at church and faking like I'm someone I'm not, right? See, there's some social issues Mormonism has to work on. Hang on, I'm going to grab my... Ooh, i got to get my liquid... Hey, this is great. This turned out to be an okay live session, isn't it? I hope. Yeah, James Webb Space Telescope. That's the name of it. Yeah, oh man, that's going to be hot. I'm looking forward to that. I mean, look at all the fantastic photography we've got from our previous space telescope and how it's expanded our understanding of the universe. I, yeah, it's just fabulous. Yeah, thank you, Ryan. It's great to finally get on. It was such a stupid little minor thing, but you know me. I just talk like crazy about anything and everything and can't shut up anyway, and I make a complete fool of myself, and everyone gets to laugh at me behind my back, and then they keep coming back, and then they find out that, hey, he actually has some good information. I think I'll keep coming back for both reasons. <laughs> hey, that's my theory. I'm sticking with it, man. You can't change my mind. I'm right, period. <laughs> Nothing like dogma. Yeah, baby. All right. So I, I absolutely agree, Patty Cake. That that was my point, too. Yep. Uh, you don't have to be in church to be very spiritual. Sometimes it actually does block spirituality. But boy, right there, right there, you get a gold star on your lovely forehead, Patty Cake. Yeah, baby. So, when the prophet has spoken, the debate is over. Best used in politics, science, and ethics. Yeah, and you know what? When anybody speaks, it can't possibly be over because every one of us are human, unlimited. But, I, you know, we're limited. We are finite. Doesn't matter how much inspiration they want to claim. It, it doesn't matter how much inspiration they actually receive that still doesn't give them finality, right? Revelation also is just tentative. That's why they keep throwing all the former prophets of Mormonism under the bus because their revealed doctrines through time end up becoming hearsays. Yeah. So they have to update. And they love to say, well, we're going to update with new revelation. Woo -hoo. <laughs> Well, we're going to update with new knowledge. And yet when a scientist says that to a religious guy, like Gemley does to Peterson and, and Midgley, they end up attacking him. It's the stupidest thing, isn't it? Anyway, 
Who was it that asked me what I thought about Lou Midgley? And I, I, I hope I answered that good enough. I'm not trying to diss the guy, but I, I, I personally, just, I don't like his approach. There you go. Tom Miller. Great point. Astronomy demands questioning, transparency, verification, and new better theories and no censorship. Right. Right. Well, isn't that true, though, really, with all branches of knowledge, if we want to uh, progress in better society? That's what I'd argue. It's about the only philosophy I can... Plus the chess. Oh, Ryan Larson, you just won a gold star. Hey, I've got a new chess video up today, too. It's a good one. It's the uh, Rapid World Championship 2021. Yeah. Where Magnus Carlsen got beat by that 17-year-old chess phenomenon. I analyzed that game today. Fun stuff. Go check it out on my chess channel. You'll love it. Anyway, yeah. Uh on the supercomputer versus the Book of Mormon, how the Book of Mormon destroys the Book of Mormon. Ooh, Nikki, I'm going to have to look into that. That'll be kind of fun. I'll bet Paul Osborne would like to look into that. Hey, you guys have to come over to Shade's message board. I'm serious. Paul Osborne has put together some incredible materials on the Book of Mormon geography. Yeah. I mean, he's got a huge website. Or, or I went thread on, well, several threads on the Book of Mormon geography. I'm not kidding. You need to come and update yourself. Uh, Paul Osborne's doing a bang-up job. So, yeah, that's true, Tom. Patty Cake, the bus is chalk with a block of failed prophets in there now. About <laughs> Oh, did you watch it already, Ryan? Oh, you are too cool. <laughs> Was it okay? I I honestly tried to put my best uh, chess understanding into that game. I thought I did okay. I, I think by the comments, there's quite a few people who like it. But, ah, there's something about chess, isn't there? It's, it's just, it's a hoot. I've got several people uh, that watch these videos that want to play me a game. I'll have to get back on the uh, chess club and start playing some more. It's just, it's been so busy. Yeah, I'm going to watch that one, Nikki. Well, Vega Dog, welcome, by the way. Um, yeah, yeah, no, that's a good point. Um, the removal of mysticism and symbolism from Mormonism to make it more vanilla. Now, uh, I, I don't see that's going to stop. And in some respects, uh, that kind of what makes me leery, I'll put it that way, leery about doing group think, right? Yeah, because um, <laughs> I can't do group think, man. Just because they want to uh, get rid of of the the spiritual element, the religious. Uh, see, this is why I like studying the mysteries. I guess that's what turned me on so much about the uh, the Mithraic the Mithras liturgy as an entry point into studying some of the ancient mysteries. Me and another friend of mine, uh, Trevor Luke, Dr. Luke out of uh, Florida state are kind of looking into the mysteries together. And, uh, Oh, he's good with the Romans and the early Christians. Actually, he's, he's pretty smart. 
but I mean, it is fun to compare and check and, and cross check. Why not? Um, everybody wants to be unique. Everybody wants to be unique. Well, what about instead of worrying about unique, what about connected? Right? What if it's all connected? None of the organized religions think that way. They keep thinking everyone else is the enemy. We have the only truth. They might actually have it all backwards, right? Be interesting to see if we can convince them of that, huh? So, yes, other sheep. Thank you for, yeah, I've, I figured out the problem. Yeah, I just jumped on here to apologize, and now 54 of you jumped on, and <laughs> So we're just having a BS session tonight. Next Sunday, I'm not kidding, next Sunday, same time, same place. I'm going to be doing these every Sunday. But, I mean, I worked my butt off this whole week to prepare to give you a good talking to. And next week, I won't disappoint you like I did this week. So, anyway. Let's see. David Pugh, can you tell us what membership numbers in the church look like in the year 2050. Can you hold on for just one second and I'll answer your question. Hold on. I got to go. I got to go uh, out of screen. I'll be right back. Okay, the question was, can I tell you what the church is going to look like in 2050? First, I have to look into my hat. Hold on. Oh, yeah, this is not good. Oh, this is not good. Let's see. Oh, my gosh, I've just seen something incredible. Hold on. Hold on. I got to put my face deep in my hat here. Hang on. Oh my gosh, it's too scary to talk about. I can't do it, so forget it. Nope, I've got to keep it secret. Remember, this knowledge is sacred, not secret. So what I just saw by putting my face in my hat is sacred. So I can't tell you. I apologize. You're going to have to pray and get your own testimony about what I saw. That's the way it is. So anyway, yeah, Kishi. All right. Oh, sheep, Peruvian symbols. I'd like to I'd like to hear about that. That would be cool. <laughs> Paul Osborne. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry, Patty Cake, but I did come back. Yeah. So anyway. <laughs> Might look something like the community of Christ. Religions evolve and evolve. Yeah, that's a good point, Tom. They really do, too. Yeah. Oh, the Jazz win the Super Bowl. Oh, come on. That's basketball. Everyone knows that they don't win the Super Bowl. Oh, man, I'm not using the correct rock. Hold on. I've got seer stones over here in the uh, credenza. I really do. Well, anyway. Hey, you want to see one of my welding pieces of art? Hang on. This is my dragon that I welded out of scrap metal a few years back. 
That's kind of cool, huh? Silverware and chain and all that jazz. That's kind of fun. Been doing that as a hobby a little bit. So that's kind of cool. I'm not using the correct rock, but I am using the correct welder. <laughs> that is no joke. Yeah, that's kind of fun. Oh, hey, I've got a bird I'll show you. Here we go. This is show and tell tonight. That's my little bird out of forks and spoons. Kind of a cool little guy, isn't he? He's kind of pretty. Yeah, that's my bird. And then here's one of my favorites. My frog. See, he's got his feet there and then his tongue sticking out. <laughs> my little froggy. So anyway, that's what you do when you don't have anything to do and you learn how to weld. Boy, it's a terror. I'm not even kidding. Yeah, the dragon was fun. I love dragons. I love drawing them. And my daughter, Katie Cross, writes about them in her fiction, in her fantasy stuff. And she's a best-selling author. No kidding, man. The Network Series, Katie Cross, K-A-T-I-E-C-R-O-S-S. You ought to look her up and start reading her. You'll love it. Look her up on Amazon. She's very good. She's got some new ones out. She's writing so fast, I don't have time to keep up with her. i got to buy them. So. Anyway, yeah, the bird's my favorite one, too. The, the dragon was fun. It was very difficult to do, but the bird was quite easy. It, I mean, this, no kidding. I'm not even kidding. That didn't take me two hours. I was shocked at how fast I was able to weld that together. And I want to practice it. I want to practice one uh, uh, with its wings spread. And I've got an eagle head that I've been working on off and on for the years. Uh, when I, it's out in the workshop. I'm not going to run out and get it tonight, but I'll show it to you. Anyway, yeah, it, it was fun. Anyway, hey, David. Weld up some gold plates. Whoa, dude. If I did 116 of them, I wonder if the symbolism would be lost on anyone. Yeah. Yeah, baby. That's what I'm talking about. All right. Get that stupid hat off. I look like an idiot. That's a hunter's hat. Now, here's the way to wear a hunter's hat. I'm going to go get me some venison. Yeah, baby. I actually did get my deer my first year hunting, and I got my spike elk, truly, sincerely, all in the same two weeks. It was awesome. I've been skunked ever since then, but I did get my animals. So. And yes, I do eat them. I did not get them for the trophy. I ate them. I don't shoot for sport. I don't hunt for sport at all. So, yeah, venison's great, really, seriously. Thank you, sheep. That's very nice. Hey, I could start a new religion. <laughs> I'm too honest. Elk is even better, I have to admit, Tom. I, I agree. I agree. You know what I did with my wildlife that uh, a lot of other people don't do is I cleaned them and skinned them the same day. And then with the help of my wonderful wife. I mean, without her, I couldn't have done it at all. 
we went ahead and processed them for the next two days. I processed them very, very fast. And yeah, some people like to let them hang for like, you know, six, seven days so that they get that real good gamey flavor. Mine don't, I, mine have the game flavor, but they were delicious. I had a lot of people tell me that the venison I shared with them was the absolute best they'd ever eaten. And I suspect that's why. So anyway, boy, we're talking a little bit about everything, aren't we? Woohoo! One hour and we haven't learned a dang thing yet. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it is less gamey. It really is. It's delicious meat. And you know what's crazy? I had it in the freezer for over, see, the last couple of years I got skunked and I haven't hunted for the last couple of years because of COVID. And my wife is very susceptible to COVID, so I can't catch it. So we've been isolating. So I didn't hunt. But uh, yeah, I had I had the meat in my freezer for four years. And I'm not kidding, man. You take it out and stick it in the pan or stick it in the oven or whatever. And when you cook it, tasted just as fresh as yesterday. And it was still moist. I mean, it, it, delicious stuff. I know you don't believe me, but we do the vacuum pack seal. That works. That works for all meat, man. Those vacuum sealers suck the air out and seal the package. You don't get freezer burn. You can have frozen food for four years if you want. So... Yeah, and there are people who do hang their wild game for nearly a week. I didn't, so. Uh, patty cake, I wouldn't, I almost wouldn't try because I agree with you. Uh, venison trumps shrimp. I don't think so. That's true. But venison with shrimp and elk with, what was it? Elk, what did I have the seafood with calamari? What calamari? I I can't remember. Anyway, yeah, the wild game with seafood, premium. But I'm gonna be honest with you, and salmon, when you get the wild caught salmon steaks, ooh, my mouth's watering just talking about them, man. When you cook them just right, oh, they're nothing better. I, I am so not kidding. It's fabulous. Anyway, I've seen that Ahashda. Ahashda? Ahashda. I apologize if I'm mispronouncing your name. But yeah, I've seen that, that mad cow disease is in the wild game population. That's horrible. Yeah, it's in the deer. Yeah, I've, I've seen newsreels of that. I hope that doesn't spread because deer is such a good flavor. Uh, if you raise beef correctly, it can be good too. Truly, yeah. I like to, I like to go in with others if I can, when I can, and uh, purchase live food and let it grow, and then harvest it instead of buying it always from the store. So, and it, yes, I did make jerky too. Yeah, yeah, I did. It fabulous. I have a smoker, so I smoked it. Oh, yeah. And I make a wicked hamburger jerky, too. Oh, baby, it's so good. Ooh! It's been a while since I've done it, though. They do. They they carry Lyme disease also, the wild animals, the deer. 
because of the ticks. Yeah, you got to be careful that way. And that's about how I cook them too. Medium to medium. Well, I, I don't like them thoroughly done, but yeah, yeah, medium, medium well is a good way. Salmon and steelhead, good food there. Yes. I haven't heard that they have COVID, but I have heard that some animals are getting COVID from humans and boy, it's going to be scarier than I'll get out if humans start getting it from animals. I mean, other than the virus, of course. Anyway. Heck, man, this is turning into a funner conversation than if I'd have just lectured to you. Lecturing to you would put you to sleep, right? Because it's like sacrament reading. <laughs> no, they, they actually did not like me speaking in sacrament meeting. <laughs> they didn't. I was way too, shall we say, spirited. <laughs> yeah. I can't do the soft and the reverent kind of speaking. I don't know how to speak with the spirit in that Still small voice. I like to show you what I like to show you. I like to talk and be energetic and be alive and get excited about the evidence to show the evidence and say, now that's cool. Have you ever <laughs> have you ever heard anyone in sacrament meetings say that? Cross-reference in the scripture, and then you translate the Hebrew or the Greek, and then you go, man, that is cool. Yeah, that was about the last time I taught the elders quorum, too. When I started translating the Hebrew and the Greek for him, get this guy out of here. He's not even sticking with the lesson manual. Well, hell no, I'm not sticking with the lesson manual. That will put you to sleep. I want you to learn something. I want to have fun studying, right? So, yeah, I, yeah. I had one of those. So anyway, yeah. <laughs> I I agree, James Conger. Tonight it is not about Mormonism or the Book of Abraham, because I had troubles earlier with my live feed. So I apologize. Next Sunday night, every every Sunday night, I'm going to be doing these for years. And for the next several months, probably, I'm going to be focusing on the book of Abraham. But yeah, right now we're just talking because I got on two hours after having trouble. And now we're just talking. We're just having a good time. So next week will be the lecture. I apologize. It, uh, I had people waiting for me for two hours while I was trying to figure this out. So good Good point, though. This has nothing to do with Mormonism and the book of Abraham, even though we have kind of talked a little bit about it. So anyway, yeah, sorry. I, I don't mean to disappoint you. I felt bad. So I'll make up for it next week. I agree, though. Yep. Um, yeah, I hope not, but yeah. <laughs> You guys are awesome. All right, let's see. Oh, it's 9.30, man. I got to go to work tomorrow. I've been on here an hour seven. Oh, there's still 44 of you, though. 28 likes. You guys are way too kind. Thank you. That's awesome.
<laughs> I didn't even expect anyone to get back on. I'm glad I found the, the problem, though. I think Bill Real is going to be pretty happy about it. He kind of sounded a little bit worried, but he assured me we'll figure this out. I, I love that guy. He is so supportive, and he's so savvy with the with the techno and all. And if you haven't been watching on the uh, – Here's a here's a quick plug-in advertisement. And yeah, in a way, it's self-serving because I'm under the umbrella organization, but it's a dang good umbrella organization. But uh, they are actually getting uh, new podcasts, uh, uh, new uh, groups together to do some live sessions with. Uh, we're growing leaps and bounds with a lot of people starting to get involved. So, I mean, they're kicking out some great material. I watched that. Uh, oh, crap. I can't remember the name of it now. They talked about the hero's journey, him and that little gal uh, just five days ago on the hero's journey, that new podcast that they've been doing together. Uh, it, it was really good. I liked it. So, And uh, Rami Umptum Ruminations, uh, several of his I've listened to it. He's good too. So we're having a lot of fun. So, okay. Oh yeah. Deborah Kittredge. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We kind of, we kind of try to liven up the church meetings and they immediately release you from teaching. They hated it when I tried to get the deacons and teachers enthused. I, I, I'm serious, man. They, we, we would, of course, then I got off on tangents and telling them about how beautiful the wild mountain trails are because that's where I went. And so I told them, hey, we're in Scouts. Let's go hiking and all that. Yeah, that works out there. But in church, you're supposed to teach them to be reverent. <laughs> Forget reverence. Let's have some life, shall we? You know, this is the theme of the dancing and laughing Jesus, isn't it? The Jesus Mormonism or any other church religion does not want. Well, Buddha has it. Yeah. The happy Buddha, the laughing Buddha, the laughing Jesus. That'll make some good videos. I'm serious. The laughing, dancing, happy Jesus. That's the one I want. So anyway, that's just me. It's just me. Broad topics, good stuff. Oh, yeah, Brittany. That's her name. Yes, thank you, Sheep. Yeah, yeah, that that's she's the gal. Yeah, she's she's pretty smart. She's she's got it together. Yeah, they're fun to listen to. I enjoy it. <laughs> oh, they would notice if I died during Sunday school, Patty. It'd go quiet. <laughs> oh, he stopped talking, man. Finally. We were supposed to get out at noon and it's four o'clock and this idiot's still talking. <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing they didn't like. I had so much information to share with them. I constantly kept going over time. The bell would ring and I'd barely got started. So, But they did like the subject. Believe it or not, there were a lot of members who really actually did enjoy it when I would show them the the Hebrew and the Greek and some of the archaeological stuff and all that. Of course, and I did that back as an apologist. I wonder what I'd find now. Hey, that might be kind of fun. Yeah, I might have to look into doing that. That could be kind of cool. So.
Russ Turner, you had Lou Midgley's class. Cool. Uh, so he was okay as a professor. Yeah. It's too bad he didn't keep that after he retired. He He's kind of become a cantankerous old fart. I, I, I truly don't know why. Maybe he just doesn't feel good and he's taking it out on everybody. But he's he's pretty cotton picking judgmental about people now. So, well, that's cool. I'm glad you had a good poli sci class with him. That's awesome. Oh, well, thank you, Ryan. That's very kind of you. You are a true scholar and a gentleman. He says, I was made for live broadcasting. Yeah, I guess I don't take myself seriously enough, do I? Yeah, well, you know, if you can't laugh a little, you do something wrong, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, you think so, Jamie? No, I don't know. The early church might not have liked me. I probably couldn't have done group think back then either. Oh, hell, I'd have been arguing with Joseph all the time. I'd have probably grabbed his seer stone and thrown it at him. <laughs> of course, then he would have stick-pulled me. I don't think I could have beat him at stick-pulling, although I have studied Bruce Lee's martial art, uh, Jeet Kune Do, so, you know, maybe I could uh, slappy, slappy upside your head, Joe. A whap, crap, flap. Bing, zing, zang, pow, zip. Kind of like the old Batman movies, right? Or the uh, cartoons. <laughs> hey, those were great cartoons, man. So, hey, uh, it looks like the crowd is sort of dwindling. Um, oh, you took one religion class after your mission. Oh, how interesting. Yeah, that's interesting, sheep. You know, that's one of the, my, that's actually one of my reactions. Um. True story, no joke. Uh, as I as I kind of got out of apologetics, uh, Buddhism, my wife was studying Buddhism and she had these books and all, and she knew some people who were Buddhist and, and uh you kind of enjoy meditating a little bit, and it's their it's their peaceful approach to stuff, you know. So we kind of uh we kind of studied it. And then, you know, you run into Alan Watts. Oh, my goodness. Alan Watts is spectacular. I mean, he, he's uh, trying to think of which Buddhism. Vedanta. Vedanta. Vedanta Buddhism. Alan Watts really liked that one. And he kind of elaborated on that one forever. He, he, <laughs> crap. He, hundreds of lectures, man. And and then his kids are producing his books, which which are really cool because they kick out a new one each year. You know, I've got about thirteen of them, and they're just fun to read. I mean, they're just they're it's crazy too because they're fun, light, easy reading, and yet they're so profound that you want to read them over and over and over. So I began to slow down, and instead of reading them in a day, you know, take a week and savor them, you know, and then redo it. Yeah, that's fun stuff. I I know I'm sick. You love reading like that? Yeah, I love to read. That is a deep pleasure. I'm glad I got that education. <laughs> it does too, Patty Cake. Yeah. Oh, Paul Osborne, you're still here. Good. A uh, hundred Mormons have a hundred versions of Jesus. Yeah, and a million Christians have a million views. That was real interesting. That was one of the uh, 
I mean, that's a great point, Tom, but um, truly, seriously, uh, well, maybe not seriously, but yeah, the uh, scholarship, the scholars, after uh, how many quests have there been? Three, three historical Jesus quests now. Uh, and at the end of each and every cotton picking one of them, the, uh, they said, well, <laughs> we're still just finding the Jesus that, we're most comfortable with uh still can't figure out who he was or what he did you know that's kind of interesting um i i will confess though the bard airman was okay he's better at his biblical exegesis than his historical jesus stuff though richard carrier was controversial but man he was pretty extensive he got deep into it man he was something else uh, but the best one, in my opinion, still at this point for now, is Dell Allison Jr.'s book, Constructing Jesus. Oh, man, that was, I mean, it's a big book. It's 500 pages. It's huge. But that's a great, man, that's a good book. That's worth reading. I mean, if you're into that kind of thing. So <laughs> all of your pets have converted to Buddhism. Good. That means they're peaceful. Yeah. Now we need to just convince the lions, tigers, and bears, oh my, to become Buddhists. First, we've got to quit hunting them, though, you know. That's the uh, that's the theory. Okay. Oh, no. Nobody looks down their nose at our FM. Nobody does that. Yeah, the Care Bears. Yeah, yeah. All right. Hey, Tom. Tom Marsh and Tom Miller. Hitchens does rock. Oh, that's the other thing. You know, Dan Peterson, he can't stand Christopher Hitchens. He's still lambasting him 15 years after his death in the grave. Uh, now that he can't answer back and refute Peterson and show Peterson how dingling his arguments are, Peterson has a free heyday, but uh, the uh, the people on Shade's message boards they see right through Peterson's canard of a critique of atheism. You know, when you pick on Richard Dawkins or Christopher Hitchens and you think you've defeated atheism, you're pretty flipping myopic lazy learner because those are just two individual atheists. You don't refute atheism by picking on atheists. That That's just not how it's done. Sorry. I read them for quite a few years. Fun stuff. Kind of cool stuff. Uh, yeah, it's good. And, and every now and then I pick up another one still. Uh, I like to read as much as I can in however many subjects I have the time to do. In my retirement, I'll do a little bit better than I'm doing right now, for sure. Oh. Nothing like a cold drink on a cold night, right? <laughs> Tom Miller, that's funny. Yeah, yeah, he did die suddenly. He sure did. Yeah. Former Catholic. Oh, and you're here out of curiosity. This isn't our normal 
live session, but thank you for showing up, Monus. Um, nice. You, but I've been looking at Buddhism as well. Might need some of that inner peace right now. Uh, that was actually one of the cool advantages uh, of Buddhism, in my opinion. Yeah, really. Um, you kind of, you ended up being uh, less judgmental of others and yourself. And that's actually where you get your inner peace, in my opinion, limited though it is. So, yeah. Um, well, thank you for coming, coming on. Um, come, I, I do live sessions every Sunday night at six. Uh, this live session is just basically a fun get together among real good friends, uh, because I had trouble earlier and I really couldn't do the right live session. I normally go from six to eight mountain time. So, but yeah, I'm way late. I mean, Gadfrey, it's going on 10 o'clock. I've been BSing for an hour and 20 minutes. Can you believe that, you guys? And there's still 48 of you here. And you've given me 40 likes. Oh, I am unworthy. I am unworthy. Thank you, you guys. You're awesome. Someone even gave me a donation. Oh, my goodness. For talking about a bunch of nothing. <laughs> Actually, we've had a pretty good discussion. We've kind of talked about all kinds of fun, cool subjects, right? You got to have these kind of sessions every now and then, don't you? Yeah, fun to get to know each other, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. <clears throat> yeah. Mormon book reviews, you'd like to have me on your program? Well, thank you. That's very kind. I'd love to be on it. Sure. Uh, hit me up on that. I, I think that'd be fun. That'd be cool. Um yeah. Yeah. Hit me up on them. That'd be cool. That'd be fun. I don't know what we'll talk about, but who cares? We'll have a good time. <laughs> right. Just, just realize I don't take myself all that seriously. Uh, I mean, how can I, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm old fat and gray now, although I am going to lose my weight. I am this year. I gained way too much during COVID and I really am not comfortable. And uh, I was in good shape three years ago, dang it. I have to show you some pictures of myself. You won't believe it. Uh, but I'll get back to it before I get really old. <laughs> Correct. Patty cake. You got it. You're right. This forum has never been considered normal. You know why? Because I've seen normal and they're weird, right? Who wants to be normal? crying out loud. <laughs> All right. Oh, well, thank you, Monus. Yeah, I'm looking forward to doing my podcast again. I'm looking forward to getting back on track. Although I'm enjoying this. This is kind of cool and fun, too. Let my hair down a little. My hair looks like crap tonight. Oh, well. Mormon book reviews. Good stuff. Yeah, sheep, you like them? I'd love to get on their program. I'll I'll check you out, Mormon Book Review. That'd be fun. Yeah, I'm I'm sorry I haven't heard about you or know about you. I'm uh, I'll come look you up, dude or ma'am. I'm not sure if you're a guy or a gal, but whichever, I'll, I'll definitely uh, get with you. 
Matchmaker, make a match. Yes. Backyard book reviews. I actually used to do a backyard. I, I used to do a book reviews. I call it uh, the shirt tail review. I might pick that back up. Hey, book reviews are a blast, man. They really are. They're fun to do. And I've only read, you know, a couple thousand books in my life. It's not like I don't have enough material, right? On a little bit of very, yeah, see, that's the dumb thing. The way I did it, I never became a master of anything at all. You know, I know a little bit of this and maybe a small part of that, maybe a small part of that. So I can talk like a bat out of heck, mention 60, 70 different subjects and know nothing about any of it. And everybody else thinks, wow, that guy knows a lot. You know, I don't know. I don't know. I wish I knew a lot more. I'll put it that way. I waste so much time doing other stuff, right? I wish this had been around when I was a teenager. I could have had all these wonderful conversations with you guys all these years, but that's okay. We've got a lot more years to come, right? Yeah, baby. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Okay, now we are thinning out just a little bit. Hey, I've gone an hour and a half. It's about time I shut up, huh? Oh, thanks, Patty Cake. You are a sweetheart. Mwah! You are way too nice. You're awesome, man. What did Tom say that's true? Oh, yeah. Good point. Yeah, I agree with you, sheep. Everything is connected. That's true. Reach out. I will. I will. Mormon book reviews, I'm coming after you. Yeah, I will. I'll reach out to you. I'll be happy to. Yeah, I'll look you up. Uh, Mormon book reviews. I'm going to write you down right now, pal. Mormon book reviews. All right. Good. Good. I got you. Look up. Is it a video program, a kind of an interview program? You want me to be myself? You want me to fake like I'm a smart guy or something like that? Or do you accept me the way I am? Or should I act like I'm someone else? I can't impersonate Elvis very well. But I will. I will. I will show up. We will get together, my brother. Absolutely. Okay, you guys. Oh, James Conger. He's, I guess he's watched Mormon book reviews too. Yeah, Mark Crispin. Yeah, I'm going to check it out too. This will be fun. Yeah. Yeah. The, the idea, what makes this, all this stuff so fun. I mean, Ryan Larson's hanging out here and he's done some great studies on some stuff and he's coming over to here and I want to go check his stuff out and uh, RFM and him are good friends and me and RFM are good friends and we're all becoming friends and learning from each other and we disagree, but we're not disagreeable. We're all friends. We're all learning and talking about this stuff. And so the more, the more we, you know, the more we find out our differences and the more we find out our similarities, we start realizing, hey, you know what? Life is good. For instance, and this is my own stupid little parable and analogy, but could you possibly imagine how utterly miserable this earth would be if there was only one kind of plant? That would suck, right? 
What makes the forest so delightful? Yeah, the variety of trees. There is no one true tree, and all the others have to be destroyed. No, it's the variety of the trees. It's the variety of the types of the rocks, the mountains, the different varieties of the water streams and the lakes and their shapes. I mean, that's what makes clouds so cool to look out. Hey, uh, I'm an oil painter. An oil painting changed my whole outlook of clouds. Let me show you one of my oil paintings. This is my sunset oil painting. That's kind of fun, isn't it? That's my sunset oil painting. The night before my final to get my bachelor's degree, I couldn't sleep. I was so nervous I couldn't sleep. So I finger painted that sunset. And at six o'clock in the morning, I took off over to the college. I had to commute for an hour and I took my test and passed and got my bachelor's degree. <laughs> Is that crazy? Yeah. So, yeah, I love to oil paint and, and watercolor paint too. I love to watercolor paint. So I paint and I do welding and I do woodwork and all that. So. I'm an idiot, all right? That's the way it is. That's just the way it is. I'm a lunatic. I don't even give a flying flip. So. All right. Thank you, Mark. Yeah, I, I, uh, that's true. <laughs> uh, thanks, Radio Free Mormon. All right, you guys. Hey, it's an hour and a half. I'm going to quit. I, I got to go to work tomorrow and it's five to 10. I didn't mean to keep you up late at night. It is Sunday night. So yeah, we probably missed the priesthood session. The brethren will just have to get along without us. So they left their wives home, the idiots. They should have put the wives in charge and let them do the speaking. So there you have it. Anyway, thank you all for showing up. This has been fun. Uh, a lot of fun. It actually turned out to be a lot better than I was saying. I was just going to get on here for 10 minutes and apologize. And then all you guys came flooding in. So thank you. Great to see you all again. I love y'all. I really do. I will see you next Sunday night, six o'clock. And this time we'll have, we'll have a proper priesthood meeting. No, let's do a sacrament meeting lesson because priesthood meetings way too formal. You gotta stick to the manual there because of course the elders quorum president after the high priest group leader is going to make you, but in sacrament meeting, yeah, baby, you can ad lib. Yeah, the bishop's too embarrassed to stand up and ask to take you off the stand so you can ad-lib it. I, that's why I used to like sacred meetings. You know what the best sacred meeting talk I ever gave? I'll tell it to you real quick, and then I'm going to go. I stood up there, and I said, brothers and sisters, I am like a cow walking through tall grass today. I am utterly tickled to be here. And then after they all laughed and twittered and all that jazz, I got them all, you know, loosened up and ready to go. I said, today, my talk is on procrastination, but I'm going to give it later. 
And I turned around and sat down. And to this day, I hear about that one. Every now and then, someone from the old ward will say, Shirts, that was the best damn sacrament meeting talk I ever heard. He said, you were going to talk on procrastination, but I'll give it later. And then I sat down. Now, my dad was in the bishopric at the time. And when I sat back down, he looked over at me and he goes, get up there and give your talk. I said, I, I'll give it later. I'm, I'm done. Next talk. And the whole congregation just loved it. They said that was one of the best ones. So, yeah, that's my contribution to fame. So there you have it. All right, man. Yes, thank you all for coming tonight. I, I love talking to you guys. I loved your comments. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to go get some good rest, and uh, I will catch up to you next Sunday night. Be good. Do well. Have fun. Make lots of friends. Keep smiling and go get some good night rest tonight. I'll see you in a week. Thank you. Love all you guys. See you later. I'm going now. Thank goodness I got to go now.